Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every eclipse will change your life, but any eclipse can. We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, or how I started to think of it as just the partiality, man. It's just the partiality (laughs) here in Southern Cal. It's August 22nd, 2017. This is our post-eclipse special. Julie is in Dallas, Texas. Julie, how is it there in the partiality? Yeah, it was a great day for America, Leon. I just, I had a blast and I can't wait to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. All right. But Liz, you were there in the totality. Liz Dolan uh, coming to us today from Bend, Oregon. Is that where you are now, Liz? Yes. I'm in Bend, Oregon, which was only like 99.9% of the totality. So I did drive north in the totality and I'm going to give you my, I'm going to give you my tale. We're also going to be joined today, special guest. Satellite Sister on the Spot. Remember when we used to do that all the time? Well, we had a Satellite Sister on the Spot in Carbondale, Illinois yesterday, Jill Baransic. You know, she's a former TV producer and executive, but now she works with our friend Satellite Sister's pal, Corny Cole, on a new podcast. Anyway, she convinced her very dubious husband to take her to Carbondale, Illinois yesterday, just based on the fact that it was her birthday and he had to do it. So we're going to get we're going to get a little report from Carbondale. Excellent. Good. All right. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to report back on your Facebook postings. Really fun in the group to see everyone's pictures of colanders. The best thing ever. Yes. Right. <laughs> People hiking. Was mountains. that a laundry? Was that a laundry basket on somebody's head? I'm not sure that was a colander. People were so inspired by listening to our cousin, Dr. Bob Kirshner, about how important it was to get into the totality. They packed up their whole family and they went. They had no plans and we inspired them. So those are all great stories we're going to share at the end. But first, Liz, you were there, set the scene. Where were you? What was it like? Julie and Mm -hmm. I have not talked to you. There have been no texts, no no photos, Uh zero, zip. We don't know any of this. This is the first time we're hearing this, too. So it's good you're alive. It seems like you're alive. That's good. (laughs) Well, yes. And, you know, I don't want to be a totality snob or anything because you guys, you guys, you guys were in the partiality. You know, I suppose something is better than nothing. But I do just got to say totality rules. And I confirmed that with our sister Monica Dolan, who was in the totality in Salem, Oregon yesterday. So I have a few of Monica's observations as well. Uh, one thing, Leon, you mentioned our cousin, uh, the family astronomer slash fancy astrophysicist, um, cousin Bob, uh, also known as Dr. Robert Kirshner. So we did a special podcast episode with him for August 1st where he prepared us. So all of my friends that I went to the totality with had, of course, listened to cousin Bob's episode. But it meant that they were peppering me with follow-up <laughs> questions based on things that, that Bob had said. And, you know, I'm just just because he's my cousin, I, I do not speak for Dr. Robert Kirshner. So there were there were some follow up questions that I was wildly ill prepared to answer. And I think, you know, in the totality, it's all about truth. 
So I was just spent most of the 24 hours in the totality just admitting, no, I have no idea. Or no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, can't really help you with that. So that was one of the main things I learned. And then um, my other main lesson, uh, which we keep learning throughout our lives. I don't think the Satellite Sisters are the only ones that keep relearning the lesson that mom was right. But, you know, mom was right. Our mother believed that good planning makes for good fun. And she also believed that you should never not do something because of traffic, right? Uh, Our parents dragged us to everything, no matter how busy it was supposed to be. And uh, so that's why we've seen a lot of cool things from Julie, when you and I were little, it was the astronaut parades in New York City, right? We saw them all. Mm-hmm. Ticker tape parade, John Glenn, we were there. My mo- mom pulled us out of school. I mean, it didn't matter, you know, that there were going to be thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. We were going to experience that. Yeah, same World's yeah. Fair, you yeah. name it, we went, right? We went. So that's why listeners to Satellite Sisters know I've been very excited about going to the totality for many months. So I did. Here was the plan I was going with 10 other friends camping at a vineyard called Faith, Hope, and Charity in Terrebonne, Oregon. And Faith, Hope, and Charity also happened to be the names of the three mountains that are known as the Three Sisters in Central Oregon. So, you know, that was kind of nice. And I know it's unusual. Lee and I believed you may have commented on this online over the weekend to see, like, my name and the word camping in the same sentence. I mean, right? that, I can't even... <laughs> So where'd you, where'd you get the tent, Liz? I mean, where'd okay. you get the gear? Did you have Here's... a tent? Did you have a tent? No, of course I don't have a tent. So I did have to sh- shape up my camping stuff. So my, uh, my bag, my sleeping bag came from Arnise Fiona, who lives here in Bend, Oregon. So, so she, she had a good bag. But like all of the other gear, like do I have a tent? No. Do I have one of those inflatable mattresses? No. Do I have a cool gas-fired pot that makes coffee early in the morning? No. But luckily, my friend, my friend Chris does. He has everything. He has, and because he had the, he and his wife, whose name is also Chris, they do a lot of camping all over the country, but especially out here in the Wild West. And they just have duplicates of everything. So not only did Chris have gear for me, he also could not have been happier to be my camping valet. So there was there was no chance he was going to let me try to set up my own tent, which which I really just appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so then then the other thing everyone kept trying to terrify uh, all of Oregon about was was the traffic. As you know, they were calling it apocalypse, yes. uh, <laughs> which I just thought did not really have the happy spirit that I wanted to embrace, which is why we were calling it the eclipse ellipse. But I got to say, the eclipse ellipse just never really materialized. Like all weekend, we kept looking around saying, mm, where's everybody? There were not hordes of people. I mean, the, no. the pictures you post on Facebook, it looked like you were the only ones at the vineyard. I know. I mean, I and was, it was sold out, was wasn't it? It was, yeah, at the vineyard where we were camping, there were like mm, a couple of hundred people uh, spread out over this vineyard. It was delightful. Um, Our mutual friend, satellite sister Rosemary, who you guys know, worked with us Mm -hmm. for many years. I had dinner with her on the uh, Saturday night. And, you know, she's 
super practical, Rosemary, about everything. She's like, this is just going to be another Y2K. It's all about and meaning just the traffic. You know, of course, the eclipse itself was going to be great. But so, yes, the traffic, the traffic did not materialize. So we left uh, Tumalo, Oregon to go to Terrebonne, Oregon, uh, which is normally a 20 minute drive at uh, one o'clock on Sunday afternoon, just because we were we were told like it could take you eight hours to get there. And so we got there at about one fifteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were so scared off by the traffic that everyone stayed home. Like the all the local people, like I I went to the grocery store, so like it's Safeway in the morning and just like stocking up on extra water, whatever. There was not a single person in the Safeway. So um so it was super easy to get to our campsite. We got all set up. We had a delightful afternoon and evening in the vineyard. They had arranged uh, for food trucks to come in. So there was a taco truck and there was a barbecue truck. And they were, of course, doing wine tastings, which was delightful. Everyone, part of my group, several of the people in my group had some super duper equipment, not just camping equipment, but there was, you know, the solar screened binoculars, which I didn't even know those existed. Oh, but, I saw people so, using those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those were good. And then a guy like a few campsites down from us had a major, major telescope. So and, you know, people that bring gear like that are totally happy to explain everything about it to you. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, not during the two minutes of the totality itself, but like we had a 24 hour warm up period just to like test drive all of the equipment. So, you know, got a tour of the major telescope. And then in the morning, you know, went back to the taco truck for now the breakfast tacos and the breakfast burritos. But then we were we were sitting there eating our breakfast and I looked up with my glasses. And that's when you could see this was like, you know, 915 uh, yesterday a.m. You could just see the first little bite of the cookie. You know, you look up with your glasses and you see mm, somebody somebody is nibbling at the edge of the moon. So we hustled back to our campsite because we felt like we really wanted to be out there in the wide open with our camp chairs, not a lot of other people around. And um, I decided I really didn't want to do any photography or any tweeting or any of that stuff. I just really, really wanted to be in the moment. Good for you. Uh, yeah. Yes. I've, I felt like the whole point of being there was to be there, you know, be with it. And I also had total confidence that, you know, my former colleagues at National Geographic and many yeah. other people. NASA. Yeah, they, yes. have, they had us covered. <laughs> I know. I mean, it is true. The... It's true. Yeah. You taking the selfie with your cell phone. Right to the point. Yeah. That's why I buy postcards when I go on trips because you know what they take some good pictures. You know and why 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 (laughs) yeah they have all the best shots on the postcards. You're right, Julie. I know. So um, so I decided I wasn't going to do any photography, but I did set up my camera to videotape just us, like sitting in our chairs watching for like the two minutes before then the two minutes of the complete eclipse and then the two minutes after just to try to save the human reaction. Because I thought, you know, I can study the what's happening in the sky, but the people are also really interesting. So, uh, and also in that video, I would be able to see it going from light to dark and then light again. And that would be kind of cool. So here's the thing. It is actually kind of cool. 
but I may never share this tape due to the extremely unflattering angle of me that I chose <laughs> when I, you know, I even bought, I bought a little cheap tripod at Best Buy. So I had this twenty nine ninety five tripod. It was, it was all good. A millennial helped me set it up. We had some millennials in our group that were really just so thrilled to be there. But it was just, you know, we've learned this so many times. I the know, low, Liz. Did the it low it. angle, the low angle is you can't never do good. It. No, it's no. not good. Under the chin, you got a lot of under the chin shots. Yes. Or you can't yeah, have. just no, really not good. But luckily, the millennial helped me set up my tripod, also set up his own. So he has an excellent angle and very thrilling video to look at. And I do make a cameo in his video, <laughs> even though he had it trained <laughs> on his, his friends. So you get to see much more attractive people because they're 20 something and then you get a little touch you get a little touch of me at the end when i come in and borrow somebody's binoculars so so maybe i'll share that i haven't decided yet it seems weird that it's you know not really me but whatever it's still super fun so okay uh i had three main takeaways from the actual like beginning middle end the two minutes of the um what the total eclipse the number one takeaway is corona mania i i really yeah like, I know Cousin Bob told us, like, the corona is what's cool. But I, he gave us the impression that it was going to be harder to see than I thought or harder to appreciate or the wait, you really have to kind of focus on this. No, like, the moment you go into that 100% right. totality, the corona, which, of course, you know, you probably saw where you were, but it's been all over TV, No, too. we didn't see it. No, if you were in the partiality, oh, yeah. you couldn't That's see right. the corona. I will- well, no, we saw we saw some stuff, Leanne. I, I don't think know what you it were was. Imagining that stuff. Yeah. I am not imagining it. Leanne. <laughs> okay. I do think yeah. the main benefit of being at a hundred percent is you get the hundred percent Corona, and right. it it was mind blowing. It was it was really because it was so jagged and gaseous, and you know, somebody, one of my friends said, you know, you always see the sun with these sun rays coming off it, but the sun never really looks like that. Well, during the corona, it does kind of look like the raisin bran sun, and uh, so that was the corona was really spectacular, and I just wish. I wish it could have lasted longer. You know, it was like a minute and a half, but it was an unbelievable minute and a half. And you took uh, your glasses off, right? At that point, yes. you could take them off yes. and just look at the mm-hmm. sun. Okay. Yeah. And you can look at the sun. So you're just, you can just see it with your naked eye and it's very easy to understand what's happening. Of course, we had been briefed by Cousin Bob, so you really know what you're looking at. So that was really the most amazing thing to me is the full on view of uh, the Corona. So Corona mania, number one, uh, number two, cousin Bob told us that it's sort of a spooky effect. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Due to the quality of the light. And you guys probably experienced that too. No, right? yeah, no, we, no, Liz. We, no. Oh, you're no. okay. I'm sorry. Bright I'm as day. To rub it in. Bright as day, Liz here. Bright as day. <laughs> Okay. Well, the we had some of very interesting shadows yeah. and uh, crescent forming shadows, but the light was not as uh, I thought it would be much darker much where darker. we were. It wasn't. Yeah. 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 Well, even in totality, it didn't really get dark the way I expected, but it's super dusky, sort of violet and midnight blue, and maybe mm. we got some special effects because we had a lot of smoke from the wildfires that weren't very far away. Or the wine, so, drinking all that yes. wine. <laughs> That's true, but that so the the 
quality of the light was really fascinating. And yes, and we were taking, people were taking pictures of their shadows and noticing the little crescent moons that you could get on the, uh, in the shadows. So that was all very cool. So it, to me, I would say it didn't really feel like night. It felt like a freaky dusk. And then you looked up and you saw the Corona. So that, that was number two. Um, but the main thing, number three, is that sometimes you just have to allow yourself to be awed. You know, I felt like it's the kind of thing that you can just blow past something that takes two minutes. And in my previous life, when I did not have as much leisure time, <laughs> I probably would have just, oh, yeah, whatever, two minutes, whatever. But clearing the decks and paying attention was really, for me, 100% worth it. It just to see the universe in action is what it really felt like. Like, oh, my God, I am really watching. It sounds so obvious, but I am really watching the moon, the moon move in front of the sun and block it out. And that is really spectacular. And I could have chosen to, like, ignore it or whatever, but it was just beautiful to be there. And, you know, Karen Carbo, the Portland writer who's been a guest on Satellite Sisters mm -hmm. before, I follow her on Facebook, and she wrote last night that she said she feels like some people are well defended against genuine awe. In other words, the people just want, that want to blow by it, like, yeah, whatever. And I thought, yeah, sometimes that was the lesson for me of this. You just have to allow yourself to be open to awe. And I was really Liz, glad that I did. I'm what? so glad you did. I want you to get out of that meditation class that you're in. <laughs> Do your own now. Just yes, Rona. All you can call it. Okay. So yeah, no, it's it was very really great. good point you're making about, you know, sometimes just right for up. it. Yeah, and yeah. making considering yourself in the universe sort of yes. re, it reprioritizes things. I, I yes, yeah, yeah, and it, it only did. really it, happens in the natural world. You know, exactly. I mean, as right. great as like a, a band may be, they're not awesome. I mean, I, I know, you know, it's really the yeah. natural world that can take your breath away. Right. Yes. So that's, I agree. That, so getting out in nature, being a part of it, opening yourself up to that experience. I believe in that. Yes. Too. Yep. And something about the long preparation and the effort and the sleeping there the night before, which we totally didn't need to do because there really wasn't any traffic, but that all sort of like, it, it just makes space in your brain for awe, you yeah. know? It's like the, the preparation is part of the beauty of the moment, or at least it, it was for me. I think if I had stepped outside, looked up for a couple of minutes, and then stepped back inside and went back to work, I wouldn't have had that same feeling of appreciation for the, the scale of what I was witnessing. Liz, and, were you talking during like during when it during the well, you know two minutes or were you all quiet? Were you sharing your you know your reactions? People started to cheer first. Everybody okay. was clapping. Everybody was cheering and clapping because it is when it just goes dark like that. When it just blots out that last little bit of sun, it's dramatic. It's been getting colder for 20 or 30 minutes. So you're feeling the temperature drop, but uh -huh. it felt like daylight, daylight, daylight until it wasn't, you know? 
And yeah. so the there was cheering. And then people were like yelling out things that they saw. Like, you know, some people knew like, oh, that's Venus. So th- I was appreciative that they were yelling that out because I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> so there was, there was a little bit of like color commentary and excitement from everyone. So no, we were not standing there in quiet meditation. People, people were exclaiming their joy at witnessing various things. And then, of course, at the end of it, you know, like the moment it starts to slip by, everyone starts, okay, put your glasses on, put your glasses on. Everyone does that all at the same time. So, Aren't you glad we had those glasses? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Uh, That was really important. And Monica said, so Monica's deal was she left Portland early, early in the morning on Monday and drove down to Salem, Oregon, And she was at the Brooks Winery in Salem. And of course, again, because of the Eclipse Ellipse um, pre-hype, you know, people were told, it's going to take you 10 hours to make the one hour drive to to Salem, Oregon. Well, the place where she was going opened at 6 a.m. and she got there at 5.59. So she really didn't have any problems (laughs) making it there. Mm -hmm. And then her package included sunrise yoga so i just want to say for as outlandish as the picture of me camping is yeah i think the picture of monica at sunrise yoga mm-hmm. equally outlandish <laughs> yeah i just want to put that out there i know <laughs> so she so she she said she appreciated and participated in the sunrise yoga and it was very lovely she sent me pictures of where she was it was gorgeous they could see mount hood there in the background i mean oregon has all these beautiful mountains so the background is just so spectacular mm-hmm. as the light starts to change you notice mainly the light changing on the mountains but then she said at her thing Unlike, I mean, we just had people that were well-informed know-it-alls, but at her thing, they had an astronomer from Lewis and Clark College in Portland, and she said this guy was a classic. He had a handlebar mustache, was wearing a kilt, and drove his motorcycle down. Wow. From Portland. So she said it was like Portlandia Central Casting. Like, we're going to get the crazy astronomer from Portland. He played the part beautifully and so was sort of an MC throughout the whole experience. So oh, that's good. Yeah. So she really, really loved it and was also very odd. So that's, you know, I'm just super glad I made the effort. I, and, and, that like friends of mine here were also into it. And my friend Judy, who I had invited out to be my guest, who lives in New York City, she made it out here, out here by the skin of her teeth because they canceled her flight on Friday night. And I mean, it was just really looked at one point on Friday, like there was no way she was going to get here. But because of thunderstorms in New York, but she made it here by the skin of her teeth. So she also, I took her to the airport. Julie, you know, everything leaves Redmond, Oregon at yeah. like 5, 5.30 in the morning. So we were at RDM at 5 a.m. And she's already headed back to New York with news of how spectacular mm-hmm. the totality was. So so all in all, like 100% totally worth the totality. <laughs> totally awesome. It's totally and awesome. And you got a T-shirt too, Liz. Very good, yes. like, classy looking T-shirt. I like yes. that. Well, so Leon had I, Leon had actually picked that out at a store a couple of weeks ago, right? Leon, you spied that one and thought it was the most tasteful. I thought it was an yeah, elegant was, graphic. You know that yes. if you were there, much better than the ones that say "I blacked out." Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I survived. Doesn't seem like you, Liz. Does it just doesn't seem like that was? Yeah, 
No, no. And I have some more observations about just the business of everything we did this week and getting here and getting there, which I which I can share at the end if we need more, uh, if we want more details. But, you know, Julie, life in the partiality. Uh, we had okay. Well, you know because we I we did attend the family reunion, and at the family reunion, these the glasses were distributed. Uh, yes, and and uh, there was quite a run on glasses, uh, and we had incidents of of counterfeit glasses here in Dallas. So people weren't certain whether they could use them or they could, couldn't use them. I felt pretty confident about my glasses, but of course. You know, I picked up four pair as we left um, Bend, Oregon after the reunion. Uh, my son failed to pick any up. And they so we we had a limited set of glasses. So I on the for the eclipse, I had one pair with me and I was attending a board meeting for an organization I work for, the not for profit educational first steps which uh, increases educational opportunities for economically disadvantaged kids. We're in a strategic planning meeting, but fortunately the chair of our strategic planning uh, committee knew that this was important. We took a break in the middle. We left the room at 109 uh, central time is when, when the, you know, it was passing by Dallas and we went out with the one pair of glasses we, it was like the loaves and the fishes. I'm telling you, it was like a miracle. Nineteen people used this one set of glasses to see the eclipse. That's I mean, great. everybody that was working in the building, nobody had a pair of glasses. They were going to miss the whole thing. We were like, come on, you know, these are teachers, these are administrators, development people. They just and they were gonna totally miss it. And we yeah. the, everybody, you can't miss it. We, we, they, we, people stood in a line and that we cheered as they put it because they could see it and they were so happy. So oh, I had this, you know, even though I was in partiality, Liz, <laughs> it was a totally, a totally wonderful experience to share the awe of it with everybody together. And they were surprised. I think we were all surprised at what we could see with our one pair mm-hmm. of glasses. Yeah. So that is beautiful, Julie. That is truly the spirit of the eclipse. Yeah, we yep. are. We are all one in awe with one yeah. pair of glasses. <laughs> one pair of glasses. Nineteen people. We did it. All right. Well, maybe you girls are going to become eclipse chasers. Is that what's going to happen, Liz? You're going to use oh. your free time to follow the eclipse all over can the I, world. Can I say? Just mark your calendars. Two thousand four hundred and twenty-two days. Monday, April eighth. 2024, Dallas, Texas, totality is coming. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Totality. Okay. And that's how we say it in Texas. We're not, we don't say zone of totality. You got to work on the accent there. Okay. That's good to know. Pencil me in. That, okay. That'll that be good. Well, I mean, the rooms are going to be expensive here, sisters. I mean, I'm not giving them away. Okay. <laughs> I do have to oh, oh, speak. Oh, go ahead, Leah. I do have to say, seeing the photos from places like Oregon or Jackson Hole, like being out in a mountain range, though, with the yes. totality, that, that did seem to be a spectacular experience. But it'll be nice from your backyard, Julie. I'm sure you'll have tacos. So... <laughs> <laughs> we can send all our glasses to you. You can make a fortune on those. <laughs> you know, the speaking of like how much things cost, yeah, we were lucky that we could kind of camp out and that uh we have a place here. But 
our friend Jill, who's going to join us in a little bit, because she made these last minute plans to go to Carbondale, she had some hilarious stories about what people were trying to charge to, for, to stay in like their daughter's bedroom in the twin beds or something. So I hope people, if they needed to make money, I hope they did. But, you know, the spirit of the totality is to just open yourself up to the awe. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. We want to thank Away Luggage for supporting this special Eclipse podcast. That's right, you know Away. It's first-class luggage at a coach price. Liz, when you start your Eclipse chasing career, I mm-hmm. want you to get yourself an Away carry-on, okay? Okay, this yeah. is It's the perfect bag, Liz. It's lightweight. It rolls both ways. You can plug in things. You can. It has a USB. You can charge your phone. You can charge your camera. My telescope. You can charge your telescope. Plenty of room, Liz, for all your Eclipse T-shirts, your Eclipse hats, your Eclipse glasses, because they have a compression system, a great packing system in the away bag that just compresses everything down, and you can shove a lot of stuff in there. Even in the carry-on, you can get a lot in there, Liz. And you can wheel that all over the world chasing eclipses. I like it, Liz. I think it's a fresh angle for you. That's what I think. Okay, I like it. I'm inspired. You know, and you need the good wheels and the things that wheel easily when you're like in a vineyard or in a mountain range. You know, having the right suitcase is important. It is. So check out awaytravel.com forward slash sisters. And if you use our promo code sisters, you get 20 bucks off your first bag. So awaytravel.com forward slash sisters, promo code sisters for $20 off your purchase. They have two carry-on sizes, the carry-on and the bigger carry-on. So if you're going to bring a bigger telescope, Liz, you might want to get the bigger Uh carry-on. They both come with the USBs, so don't worry. And then they have a medium and a large for extended stays. If you decide, Liz, to maybe, <laughs> well, I don't For know. 2024, you're going to be here for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I may just want to live in the mountains. You know, it is, I'm noticingly in that awe and away, you know, they naturally go together. Uh-huh. Liz, you're always okay. thinking. <laughs> You're always thinking. I like it. You're always thinking. What's a lifetime guarantee, Liz? So for the rest of your life, you're going to have that away bag chasing it. And you have 100 days to try it out, a 100-day trial. So you could get in a lot of eclipses in in 100 days, I think. I mean, if they happened in nature, which I don't think they do that way. They do. They happen all the time. They happen all the time. time. Liz, they happen all the time. Not totally. And they just usually happen in places like where you aren't or aren't easy to get to, like places without, you know, air travel, for instance. So, (laughs) so, anyway, away without vineyards, the winery (laughs) aspect was a delightful addition to the awe. But anyway, go ahead. All of you considering considering a career in eclipse chasing, please visit awaytravel.com forward slash sisters. Promo code SISTERS for $20 off. You're going to love these bags. Lightweight, easy, first-class luggage at a coach price. And that's that's pretty much my life motto. First class at a coach price. <laughs> that's good. Thanks away. Thanks for supporting Satellite Sisters. Liz, I think you're going to become, because I saw this, I saw they interviewed so many people that were identified as citizen astronomers, citizen scientists. Oh, oh, so okay. I... I think you could have that, like citizen astronomer, you know, that this mm-hmm. is your new new role, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, mm-hmm. uh, just but maybe get a shirt that says no follow up questions. <laughs> Basic information. That is exactly what it was like, Julie. No follow up. Que- You're right. I'm totally doing that. 
<laughs> so, so okay, so our friend Jill Berensic is waiting for us to give her a call. Leanne, you're going to dial Jill right up, right? I'm, so, I'm going to try. Okay. So Jill is a former TV producer. You may know her name from The Oprah Show. She was an executive there. And she now she's consulting and developing a new podcast with our Satellite Sisters, former executive producer, Corny Cole. So, um, you know, and she just loves movies. Any movie about the space program, she said she's gone. So that's why she dragged her husband to Carbondale, Illinois. Uh, I think she may be on with us. Jill, are you on? I'm here. Oh, wow. You sound fantastic. (laughs) Hi, sisters. So, Jill, this is Liz. Um, Totality, everything it was cracked up to be? Totality was totally cool. Uh Um, And in Carbondale, you know, we we did have some tense moments involving clouds. Yeah, which um, everybody was was very nervous about because and and on the drive down to Carbondale, by the way, blue skies, little wispy clouds. And then once everyone had gathered in the Saluki Stadium, this giant. So you were all together in a giant football stadium, right? Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, Southern Illinois University football stadium. And yeah, so there were um, a number of us gathered together there, um, all eager, you know, roasting in, in the heat. It was really, really hot outside. We saw actually people being carted off oh, on uh, oh. stretchers. Oh it was gosh. so warm. <laughs> okay. See, that, that, <laughs> I mean, that's the eclipse ellipse. That, that makes, I blocked out. Yeah, <laughs> they, get that, that t-shirt. I mean, <laughs> I mean, forgive me, but it's only a couple of hours in a football stadium and you're just sitting, right? I don't. It was hot. It was hot in that sun okay. and, and a hot day. And I guess there, there were some hydration issues, but okay. um, yeah. All right. <laughs> That was but nice, um uh, that's terrible. I'm so, we're sorry. Really. That's embarrassing. Okay. It's not but terrible. But once once it's the eclipse began, <laughs> but but everybody was you know enjoying the 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 eclipse as it began. But then just maybe ten minutes before totality was expected, this giant cloud appeared, and my husband said, "Oh boy." There is no way that is clearing in 10 minutes. And um, what so- is he, some kind of meteorologist still? He sounds like a downer, frankly. <laughs> He's a citizen meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> he was preparing me to be devastated, I think, yeah. is, is what it was about. Um, but then uh, the, the, there, there was a sort of a program happening in the stadium, and the fellow who was leading it, Matt Kaplan, had everyone chant, no cloud. No cloud. Oh, oh. Okay. And um, sure enough, there was a tiny little opening in the clouds. So we heard the people on the other side of the stadium start cheering. And then a, like a moment later, we could see it. And so oh. we took off our glasses and we had a view of totality. Oh, it lasted probably about 10 seconds before the cloud covered it up again. But everybody cheered and everybody was stomping (laughs) their feet on the bleachers. So it was this, um, it was kind of fun to be with all those people because you had this collective experience of everybody prepared to be disappointed. And then just a moment where everyone got to see um, totality without their glasses. It was, it was, it was really fun. 
Jill, what was the light like? Was it dark there? Liz said it was kind of spooky ooky in Oregon and smoky. But what was it? I'm waiting to hear someone say, no, it was black as night. Was it black as night? No. Okay. No, it was not not black as night. But it it, it did get, it was sort of like um, the very end of a sunset. But the cool part, um, which someone pointed out to me, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have noticed it on my own, is that it's like a sunset, but it's all the way around you. It's not just you know, in one corner of the sky. Oh. So oh. surrounding exactly. us. Exactly. Yes. Good point. I hadn't thought of it that way either, but that's what makes it so different, Leanne, is that it's, it is sunset 360. Yeah. And so you're getting that sort of dark, dusky, bluey, purpley, you know, slightly orange because of the wildfires in Oregon uh, on the horizon, oh. but completely, completely surrounding you. And of course, in our case, reflected on the mountains in the stadium, no doubt reflected on the scoreboard or something. <laughs> well, it, and that and actually that that sky was incredibly beautiful because, you know, the little clouds that were in the distance and the the airplane vapor trails, you know, all kind of lit up and people were pointing out the planets um, that, that, that you could see. But that, that, that was quite beautiful. So how did your dubious husband experience this, Jill? He was there <laughs> for you because he loves you. And is today your birthday? This was your weekend? What is the birthday deal here? The, <laughs> so my birthday was on the 19th. And okay. um, so, we, so we planned this little weekend trip that involved, uh, you know, going to Carbondale for the the moment. And you know what? It, there's no way you couldn't have been excited to see it when it happened. And what it did, I mean, everyone was quite in awe. And as I said, this cheer kind of erupted. And um, and I did get a little eclipse kiss. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's nice. nice. All right. <laughs> He's looking cool. at me right now, kind of pleased with himself, by the way. <laughs> he should. That's a, that's a good one. That is a, that's a good birthday that you'll remember forever. No doubt. Yes. Oh, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. And Carbondale is in the path of totality for 2024. Is it not? It is. Um, yeah. And I suspect the, the good people of Carbondale are already thinking about how they can um, rip off all the Airbnb <laughs> customers in 2024. <laughs> oh, did you ever find a place to stay? I know you said you were getting some outlandish offers. We, 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 we did receive some outlandish offers that made us um, want to stay in St. Louis all the more. <laughs> But you know what? The people in Carbondale did seem really delighted to have, you know, some attention, uh, you know, focused on their town. And uh, everybody was so nice. All the volunteers, and there were loads of them, um, couldn't have been more delightful. And was there traffic? Well, let's, uh, how was the traffic? <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> there, there had been, um, you know, quite a lot of warnings about the traffic, which, you know, made people think, oh, we have to leave at three in the morning to drive down there. We actually, on our way from St. Louis, encountered virtually no traffic at all, except to get into the parking lot. And so (laughs) that it was um, very, it was smooth sailing all the way there. That's awesome. See, once again, proving our mother correct. Never don't go because of the traffic. (laughs) Well, Jill, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much for your view from Carbondale. Uh, we'll talk to you again in 2024, okay? <laughs> talk to you then. Now, when you and Courtney finish your new podcast, maybe you can come back on that. But oh, if not, love that. We'd love 2024, that. we're on. Thanks oh, a lot, Jill. Thanks, sisters. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye.
All right. Good call. She totally worked. I was shocked when our technology works. I'll just say that out loud. All of that. Yes, because we're citizen podcasters. I think some of our citizen listeners were also in Carbondale. That's why I thought it would be fun to get the Carbondale POV. But I was so delighted how many of you listeners did post your experience on, like on the Facebook group. Oh. Leah, and I know you've been culling through those for a little bit of a roundup, but like special shout out to anyone that put a colander on their head. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, fantastic photos. I mean, if there was ever a time to join the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, it's right now because they're just yes. one fun photo after another of people with glasses on, with colanders on their head because... Our cousin said, if you don't have glasses, you can use a colander, which I completely did not understand. I thought you put the colander on your head. I still, I, I don't trust that colander. I approach. don't know, yeah. but people did it. People had successful uses of the colander. So if you're on Facebook, you can ask to join our group. It's not a long approval process, particularly if you have a colander on your head in your profile photo. <laughs> um, but uh, so I have done a little bit of a, a roundup, but it's hard to leave anybody out because there's such genuine enthusiasm all across the country. I mean, we've known forever that we have listeners all across the country and Satellite Sisters, and it's literally coast to coast, from the Oregon coast to the Gulf Coast of Florida to South Carolina, Hilton Head. We have people posting their photos, and they're fantastic. But I have to give a special shout-out to Satellite Sister Sherry. She climbed Mount McKinley yesterday. Okay? Freaking Sherry. I mean... (laughs) Unbelievable. First of all, not McKin- it's McKinley, right? No, yeah. it's no, it's Whitney. I'm sorry. She climbed Whitney, Whitney in California, yes. not McKinley. Mm-hmm. I knew that was wrong as soon as I said it. Mount Whitney <laughs> here in California. My father-in-law's climbed it. I have friends that climb it. First of all, you have to get the passes to the climb uh, Mount Whitney like years in advance. Like it's not actually, you can't just go climb Mount Whitney. So she didn't really No, no, she planned this. I mean, Sherry, I don't know what the details were, but I appreciate this. You must have put in for this date and you got it. It's at 14,000 feet, right? It's the highest mountain in the contiguous U.S. And then uh, she started her climb at 2.30 in the morning, 2.30 a.m. So she could be there eight and a half hours to the top. For the eclipse here in California. So Sherry, just, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, awesome. Okay, I'm looking at that photo now. Great photo in the mountain range. I mean, in the Sierra. 14,505 feet. Nice. I know. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. She gets a special (laughs) award. Yep. (laughs) Above and beyond. I know. And then right below it, we have just people who gotten their RVs, you know, gotten their SUVs, packed their lawn chairs and drove 10 hours. You also win prizes too. So that's excellent. Yep. Yes. We love seeing photos of that. Betsy was in Nebraska. We had someone, I know, in, <laughs> we had someone in Turks and Caicos, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You get points for that. It doesn't look like a very good eclipse there, but it looks like you're in Turks and Caicos. So good for you. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Stacy who posted the photos of her cookies, which she admitted are not attractive, but they did. 
These are really bad looking cookies, but she tried to make Eclipse cookies because she was in Salt Lake City. So thank you, Stacy. I would have totally eaten those cookies. Bruce (laughs) was chiming in all week from the Western United States, from Oregon, Mm -hmm. giving us updates on was there gas at the gas stations, what the traffic was like. Bruce, that was excellent reporting. Natalie, I got, uh, she's a friend of mine, Natalie, who lives here, but she was in Martha's Vineyard. So she brought the colander wisdom to West Tisbury, Mass. She actually understood what you were supposed to do with the colander, not put <laughs> it on your head, like I thought. No. She no. said she amazed people at the West Tisbury site where they were. And then she ended up on the front page of the paper because of her colander knowledge. So All there right. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Beth went out and bought something at the last minute that she has on her head. It's like a, it's like a mini. What is that thing? It's like what a duck-billed colander. I don't know, Beth, <laughs> but you're in Florida with that colander on your head. We love it. That's a, You know, that's a salad spinner. There's a difference between a salad spinner and a colander. Okay. Yeah, We're I gonna- think, Lucia, that's a salad spinner, too. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have to ask our cousin Bob about like salad spinners as uh, (laughs) right. What their worth is. Okay. Uh, We had Donna in Atlanta. She or Clayton, Georgia. So she was in Clayton, Georgia. Amazing experience. She was moved to tears and she's all make already making plans for 2024. So Donna, you're going to want to book in early at Julie's place in Dallas. Uh, We had people on the Cape, Cape Cod. I just absolutely love seeing everyone's enthusiasm. Susan, they drove to Idaho from Southern California. They just couldn't wait to see it. Adorable photo of her whole family. Uh, we just, I feel like we did our job. Liz, you really yes. got people psyched up. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. felt you sorry. Inspired it. It, was, it was the best day on Facebook in six months. Can yes. I say that? <laughs> Seven months. Okay. It was the best day. All right. Yeah, it was. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I was surprised to see that Aaron, who posts a lot, she said she was also at a vineyard in Terrebonne, Oregon. How many vineyards in Terrebonne, Oregon could there be, Aaron? Oh, could, it, could it be possible we were at the same vineyard? I would be disappointed if I didn't get a chance to see you. Um, and, uh, and that's, you know, Madras, Oregon is where the, one of the biggest crowds was. That was a little bit north of, um, of Terrebonne. And she said in Madras that she had friends who were there who said there was this collective joy from the whole town. Like they, you know, everyone sort of exclaimed at once. But I also noticed in the local paper this morning, this is because Madras is just going to be Madras. Um, besides being like one of the, world capitals for eclipse watching yesterday someone robbed a bank in magistore oh, yes, yes. four oh. hours after the total solar eclipse blocked out the sun and thousands of people traveling through town a man walked into the bank i mean you guys have driven through madras right there's not a lot of magic i can't right? even um, believe there's a bank frankly yeah yes <laughs> like an actual so, bank <laughs> so here here is my thought about the bank robbery decision-making process. Uh, One is, I guess, uh, you think, well, the police are all going to be busy, right? Everyone will be distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect time to rob a bank. But then I would say, terrible time to make a getaway. Yeah. Because this, (laughs) like, at this point, at one in the afternoon, and it's not like he hit during the totality. 1.58 p.m., 
is when everyone was back on the road. So whatever. FBI agents are on the case. They have not caught this person yet. But I just thought that was a funny juxtaposition of things happening in Madras, Oregon yesterday. (laughs) Well, I actually, one of my friends who's a screenwriter said it would be a good, you know, ticking clock for a heist film. Like to oh, do the heist yeah. during the total eclipse. So, you know, look for that coming to theaters in 2020. So <laughs> there you go. It's a good ticking clock, as they say in the writing business. <laughs> I have to shout out to Christine because she listened to our cousin Bob when he when he told somebody, no, 95% is not good enough. Drive to the totality. And she said they were just going to stay in Portland, Oregon at 99%, but they were convinced to drive to the zone of totality after hearing about it on the podcast. So they did it, and they're very excited. Christine, we're so glad. These photos from Arkansas, great photos. I mean, it's just really fun to see where everyone was. So you have to join the Satellite Sisters Facebook group to do that, and you can post. But uh, Vancouver, Washington, get some great photos of of the the shadows i didn't understand any of that i have to be honest we we didn't <laughs> we, have a, well, we haven't shared your experience what happened we yesterday had a la- we were like at 62 percent in los angeles and my husband's working from home this week so i was like okay let's let's at least drive to a spot where we get kind of a great view of the sun we have a, a yard with a lot of trees so we don't really have an unobstructed view but we do live on an arroyo it's like a so there's a the nice vista of the mountains, the San Gabriel Mountains, like a clean shot. If you're looking east, you can go up to one side of the Arroyo and look across. And so let's just drive over there and take a look. And he agreed. Good idea. And I knew my friend lives over there. I knew there's a bench in front of her house. I was like, let's go sit at the bench in front of my friend's house because they're out of town. So they won't be there. And <laughs> so we went and then... We're not sitting there. It's a two-person bench. We're not sitting. There's no one else on the street. Like, I think it's going to be crowded. We actually think there's going to be a big crowd there. But I think a lot of people went to Caltech and the Jet Propulsion Lab. They were also having a lot of astronomers on hand. The the Kids Museum, the Kids Museum, just two minutes away, was having, doing, you know, free glasses and stuff. So, so we were virtually alone on this, on this perch. And all of a sudden, this mom and a toddler show up. I mean, and they came right at us on the bench. And the mother's like, can you move over so she can sit on the bench? And I was like, what the what? And I, <laughs> no, you weren't, you weren't. I mean, I like I mean, kids. I mean, I'm mean, not a mean person, but we. kids out. I mean, at my was, uh, grandchildren's school, they, they kept all the kids inside. They did not let them, for, because they didn't let the kids outside because, uh, because they didn't want them looking up at the sun. To look up. Yeah, and she's yeah. She, the kid is too. She's a toddler. She's not interested. And here's what happened. The mother, first of all, put her on the bench. And then and then she said, oh, I, and she squeezed over. And she sat on my new Ray-Bans. So she broke, <laughs> she broke, okay. she broke my glasses. And then, and then she proceeded to talk for the entire, like, do that toddler oh. talk. Julie, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, you know, those yeah. parents who want to tell you how engaged they are with their child, that they're going to talk in that yes. overly loud voice about everything yes. that's happening. And just show uh, show and, you how patient and, and kind and right. wise and, uh, yes, super parent talk. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, uh, so yeah. that is what was happening. And, you know, I didn't need it to be a spiritual thing, but it was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. seriously, on a there's it's a half a mile street. No one else on the street. And the four of us jammed. <laughs> On this bench. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, like, uh, yeah, I, just I'm sorry about seconds that. Seconds after the totality ended, I'm like, 
or the, you know, the, it was full as it was as full as it was going to get. I was like, let's go. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to go sit in the backyard and see what I can see for the rest of this. Exam. Okay. Well, we that, did, that's, that's disappointing. We did keep saying, I thought it was going to be darker. I thought it was, yeah. I mean, there were yeah. some weird shadows and it did seem like a little, definitely not as light, but again, because of the talking, we couldn't really experience <laughs> are the birds. Okay. So tripping? Leon, we're going to have it. It's going to be so good. Uh, 2,422 days okay. from now. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm going to give you a wonderful experience here. You're going to have your glasses. own bench. Okay. Gonna... All by. <laughs> you know what? For, for us, in the totality, I think the freakiest moment actually is the first moment that the sun comes back because it, you really realize how powerful the sun is because you're, it was never total darkness, Leanne. It was just this dusky, but very dark dusky. But then the moment you get even the slightest sliver of the sun, it just is like a spotlight in your face. Like it really, it, it's almost a little bit scary. That's why everyone sort of jumped and put their glasses back on. But, you know, my friend Christine said that was like when you were being beamed down by some UFO because this... <laughs> Like a beam of light more powerful than you've ever experienced all of a sudden appears like right in your face. Yeah. And so you're going to want to try that in 2024. And no toddlers allowed. No toddlers allowed. <laughs> oh, look, don't you want to put on your glasses? No, she doesn't want to put on her glasses. <laughs> she doesn't care. Why aren't you at the kids museum two minutes away from this bench? Oh, that's a shame. That's so, a shame. I felt better though when I got home and I saw people's pictures and and I, you know, the NASA feed and everything, the shadow of the moon going across the the United yeah. States. That, yeah, was that was cool. And see, people... I did not, I did not experience that at all in person. That idea of the moving shadow. I guess there's just kind of so much you're taking in, and you would have to kind of look behind you to see the shadow coming towards you. So I missed that. I was glad I could see that on TV last night too. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy, I've enjoyed seeing the post photos, and I've enjoyed this conversation. I had almost forgotten about toddler, <laughs> the toddler on the bench, <laughs> toddler, and my broken glass, my broken glass. all right well Uh, liz anything else what else i mean we're we're still on vacation technically but uh you know do you want to add anything anything else about your experience well one of the funny things about like my friend getting here uh so my friend judy allen she was supposed to fly from JFK to Seattle and connect from Seattle into Redmond. And you guys know, not that many planes come to Redmond. And no, the ones, no, the right. ones that do are very small, right? Because you were all Julie. Right. You flew your whole crew in and out for the family reunion, right? right. They're After Redmond, yeah. So it's like the one plane, and if it doesn't fly, you're stuck, right? Yeah, yeah. So Judy's plane out of JFK uh was delayed because of thunderstorms in new york so they knew she was going to miss her connection in seattle so then they're like okay well the next connection we can get you is like uh, a week from now like good luck with that and so then we're going back and forth trying to figure out alternate ways if she could get to seattle how would you get here and i'm texting everyone i know like in the pacific northwest like is anyone driving either from Seattle or from Portland down to Central Oregon in time for this. And 
here's where I totally flunked the are you a good friend test. Uh, you know, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I did. At one point, Judy said, well, if I could get myself to Portland, could you come get me? And it's not like she expected me to say yes to that, but it was one of the alternatives that we considered. And like, could you come to Portland and get me? And then we'll just drive back to Central Oregon together. And I thought about it and I said, no, <laughs> I just, again, because of the apocalypse, eclipsolipse terror of traffic, I was like, it's going to take me eight hours. If I get there in the normal four hours, it's going to take me at least eight hours to get back. We could get trapped in the mountains. I just like totally bought the hype on all of the traffic. So, you know, I don't know if I should be embarrassed that I said no, but I, but I, but I said no. And, um, and I think I confessed this to both of you on the text, right, on yeah, Friday right. that I yeah. had. Yeah. We, and, we, we backed you up on that. We, have a, uh, we backed you up because it's not close. It's it not is close. Four hours. It's four yeah. hours away. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I think, Julie, I think your text back to me, that would be like, was, that would be like landing in Vermont and wanting your friend from New York to come pick you up. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> right. that's what I said. Just, could so, you just swing by? Yeah. So just to be clear, Judy did not really expect me to come to Portland and get her, but she just, it was on the list of possibilities, other possibilities. Monica texted in a plan. She's like, there are lots of people on Craigslist that are willing to be hired to drive you to central Oregon. So Judy's still like in her office in New York, trying to look at all these alternatives. She actually found a woman in Portland now, if she, she could get to Portland, she would get in at 11.45 p.m. Uh, Friday. And this woman was willing to pick her up in Portland at 11.45 p.m. and drive her straight through the night to Central Oregon. <laughs> and Judy was so desperate that she said yes to that. And for, for 500 bucks, that was, that was oh my gosh. Cost. Whoa. So she she knew it was not the best solution, but there was <laughs> no. a there was like a one hour time where that was the only solution. Um, I texted her like, well, maybe you should look at you could get an Amtrak to down to Eugene. And then an hour later, she texted me back like, OK, I can do that. But what do I do once I get to Eugene? And I just answered, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna have to, I don't know. You're going to have to find somebody else on Craigslist. As it turns out, she was on Delta. Delta found her a miracle seat connecting into Redmond on a Saturday. And not only that, so she was supposed to get in Saturday late afternoon now, according to the new plan. So I thought, I thought, okay, well, we, she was going to be here all day Saturday, but now I have the day Saturday to myself. So I went to our favorite pool here, Juniper Pool, to take the water running class. And I texted her in advance. I said, I'm going to be in the pool when you actually land in Portland. But I know you have a three-hour layover in Portland before you connect to RDM. So don't worry. You Text me when you get there. But I won't respond right away because I'll be swimming. So, like, I'm in the pool from 1130 to 1230 or something. I get out. I check my phone and she's like, they put me on an earlier flight to Redmond. I'm on my way now. I land at 1245. <laughs> so I'm in my wet bathing suit at the pool. Here's what a good friend I became in that moment. I just drove to the Redmond airport in my wet bathing suit and picked Judy up in baggage I just want to say, waiting outside baggage claim in my wet bathing suit. So I feel like 
<laughs> I feel like I would. I had a towel. Uh, I, I redeemed myself a little bit from the no can do on Friday to the totally can do on Saturday. So what do you guys think? Did I earn back? A yes. Little, like, yes, you did. It's good. <laughs> Redmond is the perfect airport to show up in a wet bathing yeah. suit. I know. You probably weren't the only one, I'm guessing. <laughs> there were people, Alaska Airlines told us that there were people from Seattle, because Redmond was in the totality, uh, there were people from Seattle that just flew down on Alaska that morning stood around in the parking lot, and then flew home that afternoon. <laughs> that, that, that was the whole plan. <laughs> People did that. That's so, smart. Yes, yeah. So I really do. I, I was very happy to be part of the enthusiasm and, and to be around people. It's kind of a self-selecting event. You know, it's kind of like our family reunion, I decided. You know how, like, when we come back after vacation, we'll have to do some kind of complete report on the show for how Bafo the family reunion was. But a family reunion, like, the people that want to come, come. And they're all thrilled to be there. Unlike a family holiday, where sometimes people are <laughs> there against their will. You know, I was thinking, like, why can the reunion be it was so much fun compared to, say, I mean, we always have fun on Thanksgiving or Christmas. But, you know, they're usually, like, one or two people that are slightly disgruntled. But the disgruntled people don't show up for family reunions. So it's just the cream of the crop. And that's the way I felt at the, at the eclipse. It's just people that were willing to open themselves up to awe mm-hmm. and be just super enthusiastic in the moment. So I could not have found it more satisfying. It was just really, really a unique experience that I will never forget. And I've got the perfect T-shirt to show for yeah, it. Yeah, perfect. Excellent report, Liz. Yeah. But you inspired us all. You really did. <laughs> Again, I encourage you, if you're not a member of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, to go ahead and uh, join that, and you can check out all of these pictures, people all over the country, coast to coast to coast, uh, with their glasses on, with their colanders on, really enjoying it. I see Nicole, the whole family in Nebraska. Sue was in Hiawatha, Kansas. Colleen was in Bellingham, Washington. Louisville, Tennessee, we have Denise, we have sisters in Nebraska, Linda Sue in Franklin, North Carolina. These are just fantastic to see. San Diego, uh, Betty there. Where is Betty? She's in some place called El Rado. El, El Dorado, <laughs> I'm sorry. El Dorado, <laughs> Illinois. I'm sorry, Betty. Not El Dorado. <laughs> oh, and Monica posted her photo there of how beautiful it was from her vineyard. So yeah. there in the group on that same thread, you see Monica's photo of her vineyard in the foreground and Mount Hood in the background and how gorgeous that was at dawn. Yeah. So Just check it out. Yeah. Join the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Liz, we're glad you made it safe. We're glad you didn't, Lizard Brain didn't take over. Could... <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And don't be afraid of traffic, people. Just don't be yeah. afraid. Don't ever let that stop you. That's right. Get so, yourself in a way bag and, and go away. That's that's the <laughs> thing to do. Just get in it. Get in it. I'm actually bringing up the calendar to tell you when we'll actually be back. It looks like September 5th will be our, our first show of the fall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season, yeah. season Two weeks from today. We season, season 100. Is it season 100? <laughs> Season what? 100? Is that it? That's what it feels like to you? (laughs) And a special guest, are you having that two-year-old come on the show? Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> yeah, you're going to turn on the TV in 2024 for eclipse coverage, and that two-year-old is going to be a newscaster, yeah, I know. and is going to be there, like telling you what. <laughs> I remember when I was two, and I was sitting on a bench, and there was this yeah. mean lady next to me who didn't want to tell me your name in the middle of the eclipse. What are your names? <laughs> what are our names? <laughs> Stop. Okay, Leanne, you're, you're bringing us down. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, okay, all, all right. right. This was really fun. I'm glad we could have a mid-month check-in just in general. And right, we'll be back on September 5th uh, for another exciting new season of Satellite Sisters. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. All right. Well done. Well done, Liz. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who uh, sent in their photos. They're fantastic. Keep them coming. Uh, Julie and Liz, have a great couple of weeks, and I'll talk to you in September. Thanks, (laughs) Leanne. All right. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.